What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Sober Plug Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Duffy. Uh, if you or a family member needs help, needs help getting sober, you can contact my number. It is 203-917-8862. Again, that is 203-917-8862. Uh, I'm glad to be back. I took a little week off, nothing too crazy. Just been, uh, been really busy. Got a lot of things, uh, coming. Um, really excited about what the future holds, but, uh, like I said, glad to be back today. Um, something I want to talk about is the topic of cravings. Do cravings ever go away? Um, do the urges to use ever leave? And uh, when you're early in sobriety, obviously, it's very, very difficult. The cravings can be overwhelming. And, um, and it's not easy. You know, it's not supposed to be either, because we're so used to living a certain way that we are programmed um, to think a certain way and to and to act on certain impulses and behaviors and emotions. So it's very, very, it's standard to, to have a lot of cravings in the beginning. And honestly, I mean, even into a year, a couple of years, some people five years into sobriety, they still struggle with craving. So it, it is normal. Um, but the topic is, like I said, I want to address the idea that um, is our cravings forever? Do the urges ever leave? And uh, and my answer is yes. Um, I, I know for me, I really struggled, right? Like I said, like the first year was, was, uh, was tough. You know, I wanted to use, I wanted to get high and, um, it would be, it would be kind of silly to think that those cravings wouldn't be there. You know, um, I think into, into my second year, I mean, I almost relapsed in my second year. So obviously the cravings and the urges were still there, but I would say after about three or four years, I really haven't had cravings, um, at least not like serious ones since. And, um, and it's not because, um, there hasn't been hardships in my life and it's not because certain, uh, it's been quote unquote easy, you know? Um, let's think about what a craving is, what an urge is and, and why they happen. So, um, a craving happens typically from an emotion or uh, a circumstance that is going on in life that triggers you to want to either celebrate or escape or remove yourself um, from the emotions that you're feeling because typically we are getting high to avoid something. Um, I mean, when you're in a, a, a or you're trying to accelerate something, you're trying to excel uh, with something like you're going out with your friends uh, and you're already having a good time, but you want to have even a better time and you're using, you know, so you drink and you use cocaine or whatever the case may be. So you're trying to either avoid something or um, heighten a feeling. And um, so a lot of certain a lot of emotions. I mean, listen, every circumstance in life when I was getting sober in the beginning reminded me to want to use. I had cravings all the time because we become, um, we just become programmed to doing that. And, and that's what I was good at. I was good at avoiding uh, dealing with life on life's terms. I did not want to, um, it, it, getting high numbed me from being present. Or, or, and dealing with my life. So whether things are going really good in your life or things are going terribly, 
it could be a reminder to use. Even going to a ball game, even going to a baseball game or a wedding um, or something like that, that where that environment can remind you of using, it could be a trigger. So you're not going to just have cravings when things are, are going bad or, or, um, or things are going, things are difficult in life. They, they come when things can be going really well and it could be a, a, tr a tremendous moment in your life. So, um, now that like, so just think about it. Like when you're having a craving, it, there, there is something going on where you're trying to, uh, either avoid something or, uh, heighten an experience. And I mean, even think about it when people are like, well, when I'm bored, I want to use, well, it's because you're trying to avoid something that you, something within yourself, you know, you can't sit in silence. You're not comfortable, um, having something, um, to do. And when we get high, that is something that we're doing something to, to take us out of, um, dealing with ourselves. You know, I remember when I was first trying to get sober, I really had a difficult time being quote unquote bored or not having things to do. And, uh, that's why I really needed to spend a lot of time going to meetings, um, hanging out with my support system and, and working. You know, I worked a lot of hours, uh, in my, in my first, luckily I got a job in my first week of sobriety and it really saved my ass, you know, really kept me busy, took up a lot of my time and, uh, and it was hard work. So I was, I was exhausted by the end of the day, but so anything, you know, what I'm basically trying to say is anything can be a trigger. So if you understand that, you're going to have to find ways to deal with life on life's terms and expect to, to have these feelings of wanting to use, but battling through that while building a support system. It is key. It is very important, you know, um, because I think a, a lot of people almost expect, well, you know, when I get sober, I want life to get good and I want everything to, to get better. And that is obviously the goal. But we also need to understand that it takes time. It really does take time and it takes patience and it takes acceptance. And that is tough. That is very tough to grasp because of the nature of addiction. We are so used to getting things quickly and immediately and when we want it. I mean, that's what addiction is. We are trying to escape something. We want to get high. We have an easy button to press, which is buying drugs. That's the easy button to get what we want. And we find ways to do it. That is the instant gratification. That is the nature of using or partying or doing whatever. We get that immediate result with no effort, no work involved other than getting money for it. So in life, we need to understand that life does not work that way. You know, things need, things must be earned. Um, a, a little acronym I like to use is for, for time is T-I-M-E, which is things I must earn. And if you and, and I, I had to develop the mindset that if I want to have a good life, if I eventually want to um, be in long term recovery, not to focus on long term recovery, but if you just want to recover day in and day out, you want to focus on your sobriety each and every day need to realize that is it is a process. It's not an immediate 
Um, it's not to, to get things immediately or it's not, it's not a final destination. It really is a journey and it's by putting in the work and slow, slowly but surely changing our mindset and, and working on ourselves, working on our traumas, working on our, our problems. Everybody has problems in life. And it is by transforming into a different type of person. And it's, um, I use the term cure. I, I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say the word cure, but, but also, but solving the problems that we're trying to run from, which will then in turn make us want to use less because as we start to realize that the things that we've been running from aren't really us, but we need to turn into a different person and to figure out why it is that we use and we start to love ourselves for who we are, then we're able to move forward without relying on drugs to make ourselves feel differently or relying on alcohol to make ourselves feel differently. Because the alcohol and the drugs, simply put, are just a symptom of the problem. The real problem, the root of the problem, is something that probably developed in your childhood or something that you're um, trying to avoid. And the, that is the root of the, of the real problem. The drinking and the drugging is really just the thing we go to that is quote unquote curing that problem. You know what I'm saying? So in other words, you know, cravings are not, they don't need to be forever. They don't need to be a forever thing. It, the, the cravings and the urges to, to use is really just look at it as a way of wanting to escape. Well, how do you avoid to want to escape life? When you start to love who you are, when you start to love who you are, you don't, you don't, there's not a necessity to avoid yourself. There's not a necessity or, or a overwhelming urge to want to um, escape reality because you can accept things for what it is and, and you become proud of who you are. Now, I'm also not saying that cravings don't just pop up every once in a while. They're, they're also at random sometimes. You could be, I've had times where I was, uh, you know, dry, where I'm driving down the street and it's a beautiful day and a, a sudden thought might come in where it's like, oh, well, like a joint would feel really good right now. Or like, you know, a drink with a friend um, would feel really good right now. Like those thoughts they're kind of at random, you know what I'm saying? They, they, they can happen when things are going really well. But what I'm really, what I'm talking about is those deep cravings, those urges that just you can't escape, you know, that it's stuck in your head and, and you really want to use. Um, those are not forever. It does not have to be forever. But it also doesn't just escape. It doesn't just disappear without putting work in, you know, think of it this way. The, the amount of times you you've been using and the amount of time that you've been, um, having relying on drugs or alcohol to stabilize your emotions, you know, you're going to need to put that much work in to not having that feeling in your life. And so it all, it all comes down to transforming who you are. I got that by going through the steps. You know, AA is, is a part of my story uh, and, of course, rehab as well. It does not need to be a part of everyone's story. Uh, not everybody likes AA. You know what I'm saying? And that is totally fine. 
There are a hundred different roads you can take to recovery. But what I have noticed in people that do recover and they do get sober is there needs to be a transformation. There need You need to become a different person, a person that is living with dignity and respect and, and self-love. And the way that we do that, like I said, is by solving our problems that we've been running from, whether that be going to therapy, uh, whether it be, this is the most important thing, is getting a community of people that have been through the same shit, which is people that are sober, you know? Um, and, and getting surrounded by people that are going to give you good advice in life and um, will be there for you whether shit is going really good or really bad. You want to know how you know if you have a good set of friends or not? It's it's by people that you can tell bad news to and you can tell good news to and uh, and they'll and they'll be there for you. A lot of people think like <laughs> this is a really good test. If you think you have a really good set of friends, tell them good news and see how they react. You know, bad friends will get jealous and spiteful and kind of look at things um, with, with, uh, with, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you know, they'll, they'll question your success or they'll question the good things that are going on in your life. But people who are supportive will, will be happy for you and celebrate with you. If you can't tell somebody good news because you're worried about their reaction, then you might need to think about their, their place in your life. But anyway, I'm going off topic a little bit. But, um, but yeah, I really, I know a lot of people do, um, they think that the cravings and the urges are forever and I just don't see it that way. And, um, I think for a long time, I, I thought it was going to be a forever thing as well until I realized like, you know what, a lot of the shit that I'm running from isn't actually who I am. It's just a story I've been telling myself, you know, there's many different reasons why we all use, but. I think the biggest thing for me, it started when I was a, a younger kid and, and I always felt like I need, I didn't have something that other people did. And I felt like maybe that was a big, um, I felt almost excluded. Like I wasn't the same as everybody else. And obviously as I got older and I got sober, I started working on some of these things and my anger. I mean, I had a really big anger problem as a kid. Anger and resentment was a big one. And as I started to realize these things that I, that I uh, made up in my head that I believed as a, as a kid, that they weren't even true, that wasn't even actually what was going on. And those belief systems um, did a lot of, you know, they did a lot of damage into my youth. And, and that is the reason why I wanted to escape so much. So once I realized that this wasn't my truth, this wasn't actually what was going on, I started breaking these belief systems within myself that that fed into my addiction so much, which then in turn made me realize, well, maybe I need to develop some new belief systems. You know, maybe I need to to live with some humility and I need to um, and I need to start building myself up and, and treat myself with some self-love. We're all worthy. We're all people worthy of love and respect, you know, no matter what background you're from, no matter who you are, we are all people that deserve love and respect. And a lot of people that use don't believe that. I know I did, you know, I didn't, I didn't think very highly of myself. So once I started to realize that that wasn't true, 
I was able to kind of um, live a different lifestyle. You know, you start treating yourself in the way that you're going to, you're going to start to treat yourself um, in a way that you're rewarding yourself. And, and what I mean by that is, so like today, for instance, you know, what my, what my morning routine looks like and what my day looks like is all built towards becoming my best self because I have self-love. I want to accomplish things in life. So I'm trying to constantly build something for myself. It all starts with the morning routine. You know, it all starts with going, going to the gym and um, listening to an audio book or, or watching something on YouTube that is useful for my mind, my mentality. And uh, I meditate in the morning. I make sure I eat a healthy breakfast. Like these are all the things that are not exciting, but because I have self-respect and I care for myself, I have these disciplines in place to continue to build uh, to build myself up and to continue to feel good about who I am and doing these things each and every day are a major step in that process. It's an ongoing thing. When I was getting high, I promise you, I was not doing these things because I didn't, I didn't care about my, my physique. I didn't care if I was learning things every day. I didn't care about reading. I did not give a shit about meditating or, or, uh, you know, developing a spiritual side. Um, these were things I did not care about. So if I want to become a different person and I want to look at life through a different lens, I need to start doing things that I, um, I haven't done before and I need to start working on myself in a different way. So I do, I, uh, just look again, look at cravings as a, it's a sign. It is a symptom of something deeper that is going on. And like I said before, it is not these thoughts that just randomly pop up in our head. You know, that happens. That happens sometimes. Sometimes you just get the random thought where it's like, where the hell did that come from? Where did I get the thought of wanting to have a drink or wanting to, to use? I mean, nothing even crazy is going on in my life, you know? So sometimes those things do pop up. Remember this, you're not responsible for the first thought. You're just responsible for the second thought. Meaning you're not always going to be, um, it's okay when that first thought comes, but what are you going to do after that? You don't have to feed into a thought. You don't have to feed into a craving or an urge to use. We can always do something to get out of that mindset, whether it be contacting a friend, going for a run, reading a book, um, praying about it, meditating, whatever. There's, you know, you got to do something. Move a muscle, change a thought. Do not sit with fucked up thoughts because it's not going to do anything for you. So um, I do want to just re reiterate that uh, if you're going through a hard time, you know, look at the big picture, zoom out. Look at where you are in life right now and where you want to go. Where you are right now is not forever. It doesn't need to be if you don't want it to be. So... That's all I got for today, guys. Um, I hope everybody's having a tremendous day. Um, like I said before, if you or a loved one needs help, needs assistance getting sober, you can contact my line. It is 203-917-8862. Again, that is 203-917-8862. Um, I, uh, I hope everybody has a great day. Have a great start to the week because it is Monday. And, uh, and I, will, I will catch you guys on the next one.